Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. It's great to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, before we do anything else, I think we need to just pause a moment. And would you join me? Let's just thank the Lord. In fact, we're having church today. I thank the Lord for that. I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're doing well today. Thank God. He's good to us. Lord, I thank you, God, today. You are a mighty God, Lord. Thank you for your keeping power, God. Keeping us, Lord, spiritually. Keeping us, Lord, mentally. Keeping us, oh God, physically, Lord. You are a God, Lord Jesus, worthy of praise today. Thank you for allowing us, God, to be in your house today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, God, that we feel, Lord, in this house. Thank you for keeping these fine folks, God, in your hand, Lord, protecting them and keeping them, Lord, from day to day. I thank you, God, for your word. Lord, the anointing, God, that is in you, Lord Jesus. You are to be lifted up on high, truly as our King, our Savior today. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary, shedding, oh God, of your blood, Lord, the purchasing, oh God, of our salvation. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost, God, you abiding in us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you people are breathing today? Amen. That's a good sign. Amen. Glad you're breathing today. Well, you got something to thank the Lord for. Amen. There's some people that are not breathing. There's some people that are on ventilators today, and you're not on a, ven a ventilator today. Amen. And if you fall down and need mouth to mouth, we're just going to pray. Amen. Virus is going around, you know, so sorry. <laughs> Lord, heal them. Amen. We just said the wind blow in the house. Amen. Give you some of that fresh air. Amen. Again, it's great to have all of you in the house, Lord. We're going to go to Isaiah here before we do. Our general board of the United Pentecostal Church and the executive board voted this week to actually, they're going to make general conference online where they've canceled in the meeting in St. Louis simply because there was no way to be able to do it safely. And uh, number two is, is like Canada is barred from flying from Canada into the United States at this moment. So they can't actually fly into it, uh, the United States, because certain cities have barred that from happening. So some of our Canadian brothers and sisters couldn't even come to general conference and then others because they, they're getting over the virus. The virus has went through several of our churches and because of that, some of them were a little reluctant to be able to come. Then there are some um, that are on that executive board who are older gentlemen and not in the best of health who would have been high, at high risk. So there's two things that are happening there. And number one, there's no general conference. And number two, you may be blessed to be able to see it online this year because it's going to be geared for online. And I'll let you know as soon as I know something whether you'll be able to tag in and, and see that. And that's in September, so it's a little time away. Now, how many of you guys enjoyed family camp this week? <laughs> yeah. This week would have been family camp. We would have been there on Tuesday night for the minister's meeting, and I think three people who were getting ordained, well, they didn't get ordained this week. And we didn't have our family camp this week, which is kind of a bum deal. But I'm glad all of you are still safe. So, and probably it's a good thing because today my wife and I would not be here. We were supposed to be in Branson, Missouri um, for the Bible quizzing deal today and all the way through Friday. So if it hadn't been for this pandemic, we wouldn't even have got to have been here today. So I'm sure glad that we didn't have it so we could be here today. I know some of you have asked, again, we're going to Isaiah 55. I know some of you have asked about Bishop's Sister King. They packed up on Friday. They had um, interesting information here for... Uh, for you, but you know, they couldn't find a large U-Haul trailer because uh, truck because uh, they're all being utilized. <laughs> and there's not many of them coming to Oregon. They're all leaving Oregon, the trucks are. Is that telling you anything? <laughs> so they couldn't find a truck anywhere, a larger truck. They had to get a little truck. So they sold and gave away. And on Friday, um, my kids and I and my wife and them, we, uh, we loaded up my 7 by 16 foot dump trailer, which is uh, uh, five and a half feet high on the sides all the way to the top, and hauled that to the dump and dumped that, and then came back and got another one three quarters full to haul over here. So they had lots of stuff. As he said, when he said on Wednesday night, you accumulate stuff, he was not exaggerating. He accumulated stuff. 
And you would too after 66 years of marriage. You would click some stuff also. But they're on the road to the best of my knowledge. And uh, so continue to pray for them as they... Um, it's, it's hard on them, I'm sure. And I know it's hard on us, but I know it's really hard on them. We have each other, but they're going to a different location. They have family there, but uh, the Lord can give them strength. It was the wisest thing for them to do. And so on your prayer request, um, a prayer request I'd like to give you, please put on your prayer list, is number one is pray for them in their transition. And number two is uh, they're, they're listing and selling their house. Uh, we need to pray that God would bless them so that they would get more than it's worth. I want the Lord just to bless them. It's, it's part of their retirement and stuff, so they really need to be blessed. And God can cause some people to be, become very nutty and start just getting in a bidding war and drive that price plum out of the roof for them. So that's what we want to see, so they would have plenty of finances and not have to worry about anything in the future. So that's some of your prayer requests I'd like to have. Again, we welcome all of our guests to the Palace of Praise. We're so glad you are here today. I have another announcement at the end of service here that we will make. I welcome all of those that are online today. We welcome you. Isaiah 55 and 6, most of you have read this several times. I've preached from it numerous times. I've preached camps and all kinds of different venues from this very portion of Scripture. But Isaiah 55 and 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. It's a beautiful portion of Scripture, but focusing on verse number 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Today, um, my, my title for this message day has quite a few acronyms, and I'm sure some of you are going to say um, that's too many acronyms for one sermon. But if I tried to put that title in there, you'll see later the reason why I've kind of hidden it for a moment. It's P-O-P is an S-T. P-O-P is an S-T. <laughs> now, some of you saying, what? Some of your minds are going 90 miles an hour trying to put to figure out what that acronym is, but... You can repeat that with me. P-O-P is an S-T. P-O-P is an S-T. And you're going to find out why, what all those acronyms mean in just a few moments. Would you join me and let's pray and ask the Lord to direct us today in handling His Word. God, we are again thankful to be in the house. Thankful, Lord, for this precious word, God, that you have given, Lord, unto us. We're thankful for strength you've given to us to be able to be in the house of prayer. Thankful, God, for your keeping power for this people, Lord. And today, God, help me in handling your word. Your word is already anointed, so I'm asking you, God, to anoint my mind. And, Lord, every word that I speak, touch the minds of every individual, Lord, that is in this house, that they hear more than just the words from a preacher. But, God, it be a message, Lord, sent from you. To them, O oh God, an invitation, Lord, to join, O oh God, into the greatest body in all the world, the body of Christ. Ask, Lord, your perfect will to be done in this service today, and we'll give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. And somebody shout amen. amen. And you may be seated. Call ye upon him while he is near. Now, in your opinion... What's the greatest technological invention in the last 40 years? What would you think is the, is the greatest technological invention in the last 40 years? Internet. Internet. What else? Anybody else? Microchip. Microchip. There's a man who's involved in that field. What else? What are some, what's some more technological inventions that some of the greatest ones in the last 40 years? Yeah. Huh? Cell phones. Anything else? Yeah, there you go, self-driving cars. Amen. That eliminates certain genders from driving and it makes it safer. Amen. <laughs> My son and I was at Lowe's, and there was this elderly lady coming down through there with a cart, and she, they just missed us. And she goes, oh, excuse me. I said, no problem, women drivers. <laughs> <laughs> and 
there, Devin's this way. <laughs> kind of turn and walk away from that one right there. And she starts laughing. She goes, I'm going to act like I didn't hear that right there. <laughs> but they, hey, there's, they're both male and females have had wrecks before. Can I hear an amen in the house? Okay. So I'm just joking there. But one of the greatest technologies I think probably is, yes, all of the ones that you mentioned, but I think cell phones. But in reality, did you realize mobile phones have been around a very long, long time? <laughs> there were car mobile phones in the 1940s. Now, I listen to old-time radio, and I'll listen to it, and I'm listening to old-time radio, and they will talk about, get on the phone and call them in their car. And then I'll look at the thing, and it was... It was uh, transcript in, back in the 1940s. And so I went and read, did some research, and sure enough, they had literally car mobile phones back in the 1940s. Now, that's kind of a long time, and I'm not going to ask how many of you were born <coughs> at that. <coughs> anyway, we'll, we'll forget that. I remember my first mobile phone. And uh, I ran a construction company at the time, so it was mandatory that I have it. And uh, I, I loved my phone because it was the big Motorola. It stood seven feet tall. That's what it felt like. Some of you know, and we called it a brick. It, literally, it was like this big. I'm not exaggerating, about this wide, this thick, and had this long black antenna sticking out the top of it. And it worked great because if you carried on the job site with you, if you ever needed to knock down a wall, you could always just use your phone because it was big enough to knock a wall down. You can use it as a hammer and a lots of great things there, and customers it wouldn't pay. But anyway, cell phones, I remember my first one, it was a Motorola phone, and they were one of the first ones that actually created the mobile phone there. And uh, now this is something some of you guys should be thankful for today. They were very expensive to buy. That phone cost me a lots of money to have, and not only just to have it, we had to pay a substantial amount of money for the monthly. But then we paid over a dollar for every minute you talked on that phone. Now, here's the thing about it is, if you talk one minute and 10 seconds, you got charged for two minutes. So your one minute and 10 second call or 70 second call cost you over $2 for make that call. Now, how many of you guys are thankful for today? Come on, Amen. It's a lot cheaper to talk today. Amen. And here's one other thing. The coverage was terrible. Working in constructions, I would get into certain places, especially in a building where we were doing some, you know, smaller construction stuff that had lots of metal in the building. Not happening. There was no reception. You were dead inside of that building. You could never get a signal. And you'd have to run outside because there would be a little green light that would blink that was somebody was trying to get you but telling you can get the call. So you'd run outside so you could get call. I'm going somewhere with this today, so just stay with me. Now, how many of you remember pay phones? Come on, some, I'm dating some of you guys here. My other day, the other day, we actually were in a, in a mall, and I was walking down the mall, and this has been probably oh, my close a year now, walking the mall, and I actually saw a pay phone that had a phone in it. I don't know if it was working, but how, how many of you guys here at the Palace Page remember when we had a phone back there in the foyer? When, when the old building was there, you'd walk in the double doors, and if you look to your left, that little bitty levee that was sitting there, that was there, there actually used to be a phone on that little levee. And you could pop a coin in the back of it and actually get on the phone and call back there. We actually had a pay phone at the Palace of Praise for a while. So how many of you guys remember the old phone booths? You know, Superman? get in it and change into Superman phones? I, I, personally, I wasted a lots of money when I was in college calling back to Aloha. Because that's the only way I could call back here and I wasted a bunch of money. Probably should invest that in something else. I'd be rich today. Probably should have invested it in phones. <laughs> How many of you ever used a phone that you had to wind it up? Okay, don't go there. Don't answer it. <laughs> That's too far for me, and I don't. I remember when I was growing up, we had that party line. Anybody ever remember the old party line? Jerks. That's what that was. It was jerks. Uh, you, uh, you'd be talking, all of a sudden you hear this click. 
you knew your neighbors were getting on the phone to listen what you had to say on that thing. Crazy nuts. Somebody's tuning in to your message, man. Now, some of you think that would be a great idea because you love to gossip. But anyway, that would, man, that's like paradise. I can listen to my neighbor's conversation. Wow, that'd be awesome. But again, I'm not old enough to know about the wind-up phones and stuff. But I remember I used to call Sister Sparks when we... Um, she lived at home back in the day. And I remember her dad, Bishop, he's not here, so I'll tell on him. I remember he would uh, tell her, tell him not to stay on the phone too long. I'm a pastor and somebody may need to get a hold of me. <laughs> so he didn't want me staying on the phone too long talking to Sister Sparks there. Telephones. How many of you in this house, you have a phone right now? How many of you have a phone? How many of you have a phone? We have a phone. How many of you are playing on your phone right now? Okay, don't answer that one right now. How many of you have at least two phones? There are some of you that are work, they work and different stuff, and so you have to have a phone for work, and you have to have a phone for your own personal use. So there's people in this house, they have two phones. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold. Can, can I I'll be right back? Wait, hello. Hold. I'm not talking to you. Shut up. Okay, well, that would be really confusing having two phones, but... Now you have a, the possibility, like my phone right now, I can actually have three telephone lines on my one phone at one time. So I can actually have three phone lines, not just waiting for calls. I can literally have three different calls, lines. I don't know what that's for because I'm not going to use it. It's a kind of little neat little deal. But phones, I don't know how young people would make it today without a phone. Some of them would die. Because I believe in probably in the next maybe 10 years, when kids are born, they're going to be born with a phone in their hand. Or possibly their hand that, that you speak into your, your little pinky and you listen with your thumb. Hello? <laughs> Wouldn't that make it real convenient for some of you? Hey. But that's where we are today, cell phones. The invention of cell phones, very important. But having a cell phone and having your bill current doesn't ensure that you'll be able to reach the party that you are calling. Number one, they may not answer. Hello? When I got done yesterday, I had my phone. I wasn't using it lots of the days because I was riding a tractor and working around here, so I didn't have my phone. So I got to my phone and noticed I'd missed some calls. Sorry about that. Or maybe the line is busy. That's kind of doesn't happen nowadays because now, because of the way it's set up, you don't hardly get a busy line. It usually goes around, unless you're calling the unemployment line. Because I've heard people say they call all day long and it's busy all day long. I don't know if it's they're all sitting there drinking coffee and not answering it or what's going on with that, but that's frustrating. And their phones may need to be charged, and maybe that's the reason why you didn't get the cone. Phones are great. Can you say amen to that? But at times, they can be depressing. How many of you have ever gotten some bad news on the phone before? And you thought to yourself, I wish they hadn't called me. I had that a couple of weeks ago. I got a phone call and I thought, why did you call me? <laughs> Number one is I'm not part of the solution. I'm not part of the problem. Why put that on my wagon? I don't even need that stuff right there. But to me personally, you know you're having a bad day when you call the suicide hotline and they put you on hold. <laughs> now that's a bad day you're having. Now, how many of you know during this time there was a lady that was, she had her and her daughter and they were traveling in the car there and they pulled down the wrong street where there was some activity going on there and the people stopped their car and stopped her car. She was inside with her daughter and her daughter's crying. So she calls 911 and says, hey, I'm trapped in this thing. They won't let me out. People are climbing on my car. What am I supposed to do? And the operator said, uh, the mayor of our city has instructed us not to send police into that type of situation. Could it only escalate the situation. Now, I know some of you are thinking that's crazy, but that really happened, and some of you have read that in the whole deal. And the operator said, I'm sorry, I just can't help you. Now, there's some things we can learn from this. First, did someone answer the call when she called 911? Yeah, they answered. Did the operator speak to her? Yes, you can get the recording online. The operator converses with them. 
talks to her and tells her, sorry, can't help you. Here's another one I thought was a sad deal. lady was out delivering papers, and that just happened this week. She's delivering papers, and uh, they had a flash flood in the area. She's driving to deliver some papers. I don't know where in the world they deliver papers anymore. I didn't even know they still had newspapers, but anyway. She's delivering papers, very rural area apparently, and uh, she's driving. All of a sudden, she slides off the road during a flash flood. She calls, calls 911 and tells the lady, listen, I'm, I've slid off the road. The water's rising. I need some help. And the operator literally told her, said, you're going to be all right. Nothing, nothing's going to happen. The lady said, the water is rising. I'm going to drown. Oh, you're not going to drown. You're going to be just fine. She said, send help. I can't get out of here. And as she's talking to the lady, she drowns. That's, that's facts. Go look at it for yourself. So did the person even in that 911, did, they get a, did she get through? Yeah, she got through. Did the individual understand the situation? Apparently not, because if she had understood the situation, she might have said, you know what, I'll handle this some way different. See, the lady expressed her urgency, both the lady with the kid and another one. Stressed the urgency, said, I need help right now. Did the operator send help? Did the operator send help? No. So this proves this, that with humanity, there are times when people simply won't help. Well, let me put it another way. Calling won't always do you any good. How many of you have ever huh, called a phone number and got a business signal and, and then you were super frustrated and ready to throw the phone? Just the other day, I <clears throat> have a little deal that's on one of my equipment that says, call this warranty number. So I did. Some of you know where I'm going because you call the same number probably. And I call the warranty number and because this is supposed to be the helpline for this and the warranty deal. And so I call it. It gave me 2,873 different options. No. It seemed like that. Number one, number two, number three. And, and all the options, get this, out of all of the options, not one of the options said, push this button to talk to a real human being that's breathing. Never. Anybody ever got, you ever done that before? Is that not frustrating? I didn't call to talk to a computer. You know, somebody give me the option of talking to a real person here, not a computer. Very, very first thing. Well, guess what I did? I hung up. So you say, what did you say all that for? I want to take you back to our scripture text. And that is Isaiah 55 and says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. I thank God that we don't need a cell phone to call God. I said, I thank God that I don't need a cell phone to call God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 27 says this. Acts 17 and 27 says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and Find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Come on, somebody. That they may seek the should seek the Lord, if happily might feel after him and find him. Why? Though he be not very far from any of us. For in him we live and we we move and we have our being as certain of your poets have said, for we are also his offspring, folks. How many of you have ever been in a place that you were too far away from a cell tower to receive a phone call? I know Chris and Danielle, they were heading to Texas, and I told you they ended up blowing out all four tires on their fifth wheel. But one of the tires on their fifth wheel blew out on their way down there. But the problem was they were in an area where there was no coverage. They could not get coverage. They tried to call, could not get called, and they were stranded because that area didn't have good coverage. That's all my fear of driving through Wyoming and some of those places. There's places where there are no towers and there is no coverage. But this is a great fact about calling God. You will never be out of calling area. You're never going to be out of the calling area for God. There is no place that you can go. Come on. There's no place that you can go that God will not be there to hear you 
and God will not see you. You may say, wait a minute, I, I, I'm backslidden, I'm here, I'm sitting in a bar right now, I'm drinking. Guess what? God's right there with you. Well, you don't understand. I'm involved in all this immorality. My God is still there and service is still available, folks. Can I hear an amen? And both day and night, God is registering four full bars on coverage, folks. How many of you looked at your little thing? You can't hardly hear. Look down, there's a half a bar there. Isn't that frustrating? But with God, you're going to get four full bars of coverage at all times. God can hear your thoughts. You don't even have to verbalize it, but my God knows your thoughts, folks. When you think things, God can hear that. God knows what you're even thinking in the house today. What a mighty God we serve. Somebody shout hallelujah. Have you noticed that the closer you get to a tower, the stronger the signal? When you get close to that tower, you get, come on, that's important for you to remember. Closer you get to the tower, the stronger the signal. If you have an important call to make, you want to get close to the tower. Oh, mm, Feeling it now. You want to get close to the tower if you've got a call that you don't want to drop off. You don't want it to go down to a half a bar. You want to stay at four bars. You want to get close to the tower so you can get good reception. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous running into it and are safe. Thank God for the tower we have in the name of Jesus. How many of you have ever said, Jesus, and you were close to the tower, and God heard your cry? God responded immediately, folks. You didn't have a 911 operator in heaven. One of the angels said, hey, uh, let me put you on hold for right now, and God will get back to you when he gets a chance, all right? Now, he's busy right now. He's in the port of conference right now. Thank God we don't have to go through angels to talk to God, and thank God I'm close to the tower that I can talk to God anytime I want to. Come on, some of you have been in situations, man. If you drive in Portland, you need to know how to say the name Jesus. Can I get a witness in the house? If you can't pray, that's all right. But if you can say, Jesus, you got a chance of living driving in Portland. How many of you have ever yelled, Jesus, driving in Portland? How many of you have ever yelled, Jesus, riding with your wife? How many of you have ever yelled, Jesus, riding with your husband? How many of you kids have ever yelled, Jesus, riding with your parents? Come on there, I'm feeling it right there. We call on the name of Jesus and thank God, folks. We have a God who's receptive to every call of his name. Call upon his name and God's going to be there right then. Oh, somebody shout amen if you're hearing me this morning. See, if you have an important call, you want to get close to the tower, folks. See, this church is important to this community. I said this church is important to this community. Now, some of you aren't saying amen. Apparently, you don't believe that, but this church is important to this community. You say, why? Why, you might ask, this is the reason why. Our acronym is P-O-P as an S-T. The palace of praise is a spiritual tower that connects people to God. The palace of praise is a spiritual tower that is connecting people to God. When it comes to the need of salvation, we're in the connecting business here at the Palace of Praise. We may have a tower on our property, but that's not really the tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the Palace of Praise is here to connect people to God. Somebody shout amen. Oh, you know what we're doing at the Palace of Praise? We are a hot spot for those that are seeking after God. How many of you know what a hot spot is? Got one on my phone, I push it over there, and then all these, uh-oh, come on, anybody hear what I just said? I push that little thing called hot spot on my phone, and when I push on that phone, if somebody has the code, then mm, somebody hear what I'm saying? Then everybody around me, <coughs> woo, everybody around me, can use me to connect to the tower. Oh, my, I'm preaching. 
They can use me what? To connect to the tower and what? Get a reception right there. Everywhere we go, we need to be a hot spot for God. And people can connect to us because we're a tower and we're connected to the tower. They can get a signal from God. They should be able to feel the Holy Ghost working through every one of us. They should be able to feel God moving in me and moving through me, folks. Hallelujah. Woo. And guess what? You only need to know one code. All you need to know is there is a God in heaven. And all you need to do is seek after God. And God will be there. Hear me. Every one of you, when you go to your job, you're a hot spot for God on your job. And you go into the mall, you're a hot spot for God. When you go to the grocery store, you're a hot spot for God. Why in the world would you have to bring them to this physical building? When you have a connection to a tower, you got a connection to a God that can answer their prayer anywhere you are. Come on, somebody. You need to realize how important you are to the kingdom of God. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, you're a hot spot for the power and the anointing of God. People can be healed. People can be saved. People can be delivered through your hot spot. Oh, somebody shout amen this morning. Woo! Hey, are you looking for God today? Are you needing to get hold of God today? Guess what? You're in the right place. You got a house full of hot spots, and you are in this place, which is a tower. The palace of praise is a spiritual tower to our community. That makes us very important, folks. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. That means this is the time. Do you know what? I believe God's going to come before too long. I believe God's going to come before too long. I believe even if he doesn't, doesn't come for another year or two, folks, today would still be a good day to connect with God and seek the Lord today. Why? Because he's available today. The day will come when God will no longer pour out his spirit upon mankind. The day will come when you will no longer be able to tap in to that high tower in Christ Jesus and be able to tap into the presence and the spirit of God. See, today God can be found. And get this, God doesn't hide. Everybody say, God doesn't hide. In this verse of Scripture, not seek the Lord while he may be found because he's hiding from you. That's not what it's meaning. The Bible says you can't come to the Father except he calls you. You can't come to God unless God... If you're here today, you're here because God has provided an opportunity to you. Come on. To be able to get to a spiritual tower and connect with God. That's why you're here today. Palace of Praise is a spiritual tower. You're here because there's a strong signal in this house. There's a strong signal here that can help get you connected to God because we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ here at the Palace of Praise and we can tell you how to get it tagged on and how you can get, come on somebody, and how you get hooked up to God. I'm here to tell you, the greatest life you can ever have is living for God. The best experience you can ever have is being baptized in the name of Jesus and receiving the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's getting connected with God. See, God doesn't hide, but God can only be found when our hearts are inclined to seek the face of God. See, we must seize the opportunity. If you're here today, folks, don't just say, well, I went to church today. Let me tell you something. If your phone's turned off, you can stand by a tower all day long and you won't get anything. No calls, no texts. You are, what they say, off the grid. And some people in our world, they're off the grid. But if you got your phone turned on and it's on powered up, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this thing right here. Not just to come to the house of God, but for us to be able to connect with God in the house of God. Jeremiah 29 and 12 says this, Then shall they, ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. I will hearken unto you. Jeremiah 29 and 12 and verse 13 says this, And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Somebody say, with all your heart. Don't play games with God. 
You don't like it when your phone's not making full reception and you don't like it when you can't get a good signal. My God, there's a strong signal in the house today and you need to tap in and don't restrict God from dealing with you today. The prophet Isaiah said, I am salt in 65 and 1. Isaiah 65 and 1. I am salt of them that ask not for me. Isn't that interesting? God's even seeking for you when you're not even looking for him. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me, behold me, unto a nation that was not called by my name. I wonder how many times God has called our number when we fail to answer. Just because a palace of praise is a spiritual tower to connect you to God. And the tower is optional today, an operational day. Can somebody say you feel it today? Doesn't relieve you from your responsibility to answer the call today. Psalm 116 and 1, I'm not going to preach much longer. It says verse 1 of Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication." Because is that, can I get a witness? Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him. There's where you need to have a lifetime service with. It's the spiritual tower of Jesus Christ. As long as I live. Verse 4 says this, Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Calling on God is a sign of our dependency on God. People, when they don't want to talk to God, it's because they feel like they can do it on their own, folks. And you'll never call on God as long as you feel like you can do it on your own. Can I wrap this message up today by going to Acts chapter 2? Acts chapter P. Peter was called the preacher on the day of Pentecost. God called him to be that preacher. But if you find in Acts chapter 2 and verse 21, Acts chapter 2 and 21, we're gonna, I'm not going to preach much longer. I'm almost done, folks. I'm glad you have endured it today. And I'm glad that you are here. But Acts chapter 2 and verse 21 is so interesting. He's in the middle of his sermon. And look what he does. He looks back to Joel. Because Joel 2 had the same verse. It says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever. Somebody say whosoever. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In the middle of his sermon, he's going back because in Joel 2.28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see vision. And he's referring back to that portion of Scripture when he is talking. But in Acts chapter 2, Peter steps out onto that little balcony area outside of that upper room. And in that little area right there, it's been transformed into a spiritual tower. Jerusalem was transformed into a spiritual tower. That place outside that upper room is transformed into a spiritual tower. Why? Because God is there. And there was a place of reception made available there for anybody who would listen. Now look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. We find in Acts 2 when those people begin to call on the name of the Lord, something began to happen. See, what is happening when all this sermon is being preached? I'll tell you what's happening. It's what's going, what Paul talked about in the book of Romans in chapter 10. And he talked about what? We need the preaching of the word of God because preaching generates what? The word of God generates faith. And what do we need to be able to preach the word? We need preachers to be able to preach the word. And so what happened in this portion of scripture? Peter has preached. The word has gone forth and all of a sudden now... That spiritual tower has been established there in Acts. And now all of a sudden, somebody's getting a call. Spiritually. What do you mean they're getting a call? Look what happened in verse number 37. Something is happening to these folks. Now when they heard this, they were... The ringer was going off on their spiritual phone. 
Because now that place in Jerusalem, which had never been, they've never felt the Spirit of God move into that place so that people could receive the Spirit of God. Now all of a sudden this tower has been built. Why? Because God died on the cross just a few days before and he shed his blood. What? So that they now can have access to the presence of God and God can now come and live on the inside of them and not move on them but live on the inside. Now look at Acts 2 and 38, 37. It says, now when they heard this... They were pricked in their hearts and said, Unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, all those hot spots, men and brethren, what shall we do? Because we're feeling something right here. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Everybody say, Repent. <laughs> Repent. Damien, come to the keyboard. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Woo! The power of God. God is calling them. They're responding by saying, Hey, what do I what do I need to do to be saved? And God's giving, folks, Peter is speaking, but it's God that's talking through Peter. When he heard the words, they're hearing Peter, but it's not Peter. It's God speaking through Peter, and he's talking. You know what's happening this morning? It's not me you're hearing. It's my voice, but it's the voice of God that's ringing your number. It's the voice of God that's talking to you today. He's trying to generate faith in you today. And everybody in this house now has the choice just like you do with your phone. You can push the little, come on, you ready for this? You can push the little button to receive. <laughs> you can push the button today to re, come on, somebody say it nice and loud. To re, <laughs> what did it say? It said, then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, and ye shall, come on, ye shall. I challenge somebody in the house today, push a little button on your heart that says, I want to receive it, and you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can be able to what? You can get a hold of God today. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. My God is in the house, and my God can answer your prayer today. Look at this. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall shall. Come on, yell it out. What? I can't hear you. God is calling somebody today. Push the little button and say, God, I want to receive the call. I want to receive the Holy Ghost. God, I'm open today because I'm at the palace of praise and this place is a spiritual tower today. Oh my God, is God not strong in this house today? Is the signal not strong in this house today? If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I challenge you to start today by calling on God because right now you are in the spiritual tower and you can connect to Jesus because the palace of praise is a spiritual tower. Somebody want to throw up your antenna right now? Somebody want to extend your antennas right now? You want to lift your hands right now? Put them up to heaven right now? Maybe somebody in the house that feels like God hasn't been talking to me for a while and God, you haven't been really connecting to me for a while. He's in the house to connect to you right now. If you put your hands in the air, begin to pray. You don't have to come down to the altar if you want to. God is everywhere at all times. As much as there are signals in this house to your cell phones, there is a spiritual signal that is literally filling this house. Every room, every place, every pew, every place, God is there right now. Come on, church, could we pray for just a moment? There's some people that they've been turning their phone off here lately spiritually. God's been desiring to talk to you and God's been wanting you to answer your phone but you've been pushing the pause button and you've been pushing I'll hold you right now God but God's calling you right now push the receive button see what God has for you today come on we need to pray if you need the Holy Ghost you can have the Holy Ghost today if you feel the presence of God, you can have the Holy Ghost right now because God's dealing with you. The first thing you need to do is begin to repent. 
Put everything on the altar and God will touch you, fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Say, well, I don't feel God right now. You need to put your antennas up and start praying until you get good reception with God. Because you're never going to get closer to God than when you're in the house of God with the people of God filled with the Holy Ghost. some strength. You came to the house of God today. You needed answers. You needed God to talk to you. Well, he's here. Come on. You need direction. You're in the right place. God can give you direction. Come on. Four full bars in the house today. Good reception in the house today.
best connection you're ever going to make is when you connect with God. Some of you are so thankful you have your cell phones. You're so thankful. You can't go anywhere that you don't see somebody on their cell phone. Everybody's connected everywhere you go. But you better never lose your thankfulness for being able to connect with God. If he ever deals with you, you better thank God that he called your number. The Bible says he sought it with tears but couldn't find repentance. Because why? He was sending a call to God. God says, sorry, I'm not receiving that call anymore. So if God ever calls you, answer. Do you know there's no inconvenient time to be called by God? If he wants to call you in the midnight hour, God, dial my number. God, if you want to call me when I'm at work, some of you are saying, thank God for that, then answer the call. Lord, we're thankful to be in the house of prayer today. We're thankful, God, that we have had an opportunity to repent. God asked you, Lord, to forgive us, God, of all of our sins. God, uh, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. We're thankful, Lord, for you, God, filling us, Lord, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God, we know this place is here only by your divine will. And God, today we recognize the palace of praise as a spiritual tower to the Aloha, Beaverton, Portland area, God. I pray, Lord, help us, God, as the church to always keep a strong signal going, God, from this place through our prayers and dedication, Lord, to you and our connection to you. Lord, help each and every one of us as we leave this house today, God, that as we go to our community, that, Lord, we would truly be a hot spot, God, for you, a, a way, God, that people can connect to you, Lord, through us. Lord, we'll give you all the glory and the honor in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. It's great to have all of our guests with us today. I told you I had another thing is where I go there is we have these back there. If you head out the front doors to the west, if you look to your left in that track rack, there's a couple of different little magazines there. We buy these. There's some excellent articles in this pretending or contending, which is a very, very good article that you might want to look at there.